Hello and welcome to Hmm Interesting Choice on the Radio for Scotland Network. And welcome to Season 2 of the show. Hope you had a terrific Halloween. Our treat for you today is the album Red Clydeside by Alistair Hewlett and Dave Swarbrick, featuring the immensely talented and funny Simon Murray. Enjoy! Now, can we talk about your recommendation? Yes. Why would you recommend this album? Um, it's, it's an album, it was, it was given to me by uh, John Higley. He said, oh, you should listen to this. And I listened to it. I loved it. And then I loved it so much I gave it to someone else. And then uh, I sort of went on Lend, kind of, but never got it back. And then I bought it again, and then I gave it to someone else. And three times, well, so once it was given to me, and twice I bought it and given it. Once I was in, I found there's a shop in Glasgow that sells it out near um, the Metro. Uh, I couldn't know. Fop. Some sort of cross, something, something cross. Not oh, fop. Avalanche Records. Avalanche, yeah, so it's now be. called Love Music mm, next to the train station. Tiny little, little shop mm. selling folk music. And mm. uh, so it's the last time I bought it. Well, the whole album is a concept album, basically. Yeah. Mm. On both the 1914 argument against World War One, and also, according to the musician, uh, it's also an allusion to the Gulf War when it was initially wrote. Oh, really? I did not know that. There'll be another war along in a minute to not sign up to. Timeless. That's how it becomes timeless. It refers to war. But that's a good point, actually. When does the statute of limitations, or whatever it's called, for writing a folk song about something in the past, if people don't write about that at the time, does that mean someone else can just write stuff about it? 1970s? I think most, most writers feel that they can write about any time they like. I think that's one of the joys of writing. It doesn't have to be, it's not all diaries. Yeah. <laughs> Contemporaneous notes. That's the police. So that, this episode, I think, could have went one of two ways because when we just tell people, you can pick an interesting album, some people will pick an album they enjoy, but a lot of people pick albums they don't enjoy. So we weren't sure whether or not you were coming on to say, this album is awful. But right. you, you generally, you genuinely I, like this well, I album. It, I did love it. I, I sort of, I think I almost learned a bit of it. But, the, but the, that's on Mrs. Barber's Army. There was one thing about it. it, it I assumed, because it's quite, you know, dialecty. I, I assumed that the chorus was uh, was dialect. Was, but if, and the I, chorus from Mrs. Barber's Army is great. It, can we, it's can we, so can we just play a little reference to, or a little Let's sample that chorus of Mrs. Barber's Army? The lasses, if I can rouse the men, cause I'm big governor. And you're fit party. The important part is that there's no division between the people of Scotland, whether they come from Govan, Partick, Bridges Weir, which is over 13 miles away, or any other place. I just think it's strange in the lyrics there. So they're contrasting, is it Govan and Partake and then Bridge Weir, Kenning Park, but then they say there's some that's prods yeah. and then there's some that's Catholics. Yeah. But prods is the slur and then Catholics just just the name of it. Is it well, so it depends really, what you are when you <laughs> if you're not a Catholic, the word Catholic might be an insult. Really? Just what, saying the name of the thing? The well, Cathies. A, a, any word you say uh, about someone depends on oh, how you okay. say it, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, like, oh, Jews, that could be really that, bad. That, that, that could be. Yeah. I mean, if, if you say it like you that. that just, if you, if go, you drop a hard J, Martin, yeah. it's not a good move. No. Just go, Jews, I like Jews. That's <laughs> fair. You're just digging yourself deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep digging. 
Yeah. But when I first heard that chorus, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, you know, these were words, but, and I got a Glaswegian to translate it for me. <laughs> oh, you thought they no. were like Scots words <laughs> yeah, other were, places. See, I've yeah. forgiven, like, like, that, I've forgiven or something. <laughs> I've forgiven, you for part, you for this John here's some bridge you wear, and yon some Kinning Park, and yeah. so I'm a prod, so I'm a Catholic. And Mrs. Barber's army, and we're here to do the work. I think it is. You're to do the work. It's essentially yeah. a Scottish version of Oliver's army. Mm. Like, it's not so much a protest against the Vietnam. War, but the First World War. Yeah, except Oliver, Scottish people. Oliver's army in the Elvis Costello version is uh, uh, an army of mercenaries, whereas Mrs. Barber oh, yeah. is an, an army union of, army, basically. Yeah, it's actual um, killing people, whereas Mrs. Barber's army were there to uh, fight against a rent, uh, organize a rent strike and fight against the factors. The factors, yes. Constantly talked about, yeah. To kingdom come, yeah. Indeed. They get quite violent with the factors, with yeah, the frying pans. Yeah, it's insane. Maybe it's notable to say that this was an army of women because they were the ones left home from the war and they were trying yeah. to put the rent up because the men were away and they were trying to pressure them. But there's probably quite a lot of feminist points on this album, I think. Yeah, but the overall arching story of the album is John McLean. Yeah. The, the Not red... the diehard. I was about McLean. to say. What's like... he was named after? <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, it's an like, easy mistake to make. It seems like you know a fairly forgotten figure. I'm mean, I heard that album. I'd not heard it, mm. but he's like a, a sort of Scottish Che Guevara kind of revolutionary I leader. No, I plead ignorance. I had no mm. idea about the Red Clyde Siders, any of mm. like I knew tanks. Like, a, tanks in George Square. Like, I, I, was aware, I was very aware of the George Square. Um, the Battle of the George battle Square. Of George Square. No idea of any. I was of aware of that. Yeah. It used to be thought that I think the Fabians used to call it Sleepy Scotland because it was hadn't been. You know, uh, no revolution, gone, no no chance there, and then then suddenly red lights, I don't know, went off. An amazing time. Yeah. I'm very surprised that more history teachers don't use this album as like a an illustrative point of view of Glasgow. Yeah, the only Scottish history I learned about was the Jacobites, and that, yeah. that, that was quite interesting. But this would have been like a it was lot the Jacobites, fun. and then it goes immediately to Lloyd George. Like, there's no in-between between those things. Mm. It's, well, I suppose one of the things about history is they try and smooth it, don't they? You don't want to go off on tangents. They want to make mm. it as, as simple a narrative as possible to help... Particularly you, for like, children. For yeah. children, yes. Yeah. For yeah. the kids. No socialism for the kids. It's difficult to explain. It's so. best they don't know about it. Nah. I mean, I was, when I was born, it was practically a socialist utopia. Uh, you know, we had grants to go to study. Grants. It's hard to imagine, isn't it? But Money uh, to learn things? Some, yeah. Grants, or do you mean the vodka grants? We had that as well. <laughs> we had it all. But it was, uh, education was something that was bestowed upon you. It was like a gift rather than a service you paid for. Mm. And it was before the commodification of almost everything. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm an anachronism, so I've got, I've got children, I'm going to persuade them, you know, oh, maybe you'd like to go to university and have uh, £90,000 worth of debt to start your yeah. life with, how about that? Yeah, that's also, the other thing is, you know, if you haven't got, if you're not vastly wealthy, it makes you feel ashamed, ashamed to be poor, which is awful, you, shouldn't, you should be proud, not proud, no, that's not good either. Um, proud to be poor. Proud to be poor, yeah. poor and proud. I have no money. Well, do you want to go through this track by track then? Yeah. First song is Red Clydesiders. Now, Alistair Hewlett and David Tarbuck are putting forward a socialist cause, but let me just play this sample from the first song, because it seems like they're betraying their roots slightly. Jimmy Maxton, James McDougall, 
Bardar Gallagher and McShane, Agnes Dolan, Helen I love if this was just a, whole, a list of names, the whole song. Yeah. Now that sounds like a product placement for Head and Shoulders. <laughs> That's the problem. Head and Shoulders, the Scottish Head and Shoulders. The Scottish derivative. But it's, it, he's got very nice picking. He's got some Scots words in here and not just like party can govern, but like oh, yeah. he spoke yeah. loud and he spoke well. What does that mean? What does that mean? He spoke Speak. loud and he <laughs> spoke well, <laughs> which is quite ironic. Because oh. <laughs> no one understand what he's saying. Basically, <laughs> at any point where you hear a Scots word, just put in different explicit vowels because there's right. probably one of them missing, like an right. E or an A or a oh. U. Just throw vowels at it and have Yeah, throw as That's many all vowels Scott as says, just of. text speak. Just you, trying to eliminate characters. I, I do like, I like the, a list of names that you've not heard of, or, you know, yeah. these heroes to be, uh, you know, lionised. But it can be quite intimidating because this is the first line of the song and I have mm. no idea who any of those people are. Yeah. Like, mm. you've, got, you've got to go with it. You've got to go, yeah, mm. I am ignorant. I stand, but, you know, but then. It, I went on Wikipedia afterwards. Oh, yeah, there you <laughs> so, go. So, you're not as ignorant as yeah. you were. Thanks to the yes. marvels of Wikipedia. Thanks to your suggestion of this album as well. And they go from that into The Lassies of Nielston, the second track, as you were talking about earlier. This is feminist a, track. a rather famous track. Uh, the first track is just... In that it features women. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> there's more interesting lyrics in this one. I'm not sure if this is a Scots word, but there's a line, the cold winter sun, when it touches the schnoz, it's a far better sight when the strike whistle blows. I'm putting my hands up here. I do not know what the schnoz is. I think it's a nose. I think that's maybe. nose. Is that not a is German? It, it's Jewish. Yiddish. Jewish. Yiddish. Yiddish. Sounds pretty Yiddish. Yeah. Yeah. I think it sounds... Yeah. Most, most words that go schn are Yiddish, I think. Mm. I'll you know, go with sh that. Schmuck, schmiel, yeah. sh schlong. The cold winter sun when it touches the snows And spring sends the burn tumbling over the hill It's a far better sight when the strike whistle He's hitting all of the non-major notes there. Ah, Yeah, the musicianship on this is quite good. Like, it's good finger-picking, uh, good folk uh, structures and things. Let's go on to track three, of course. Mrs. Barber's Army, as you were talking about. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of songs on this which is explicitly dedicated to uniting Glasgow, and I don't think there is really any other track on this album which is explicitly more uniting in the sense that it talks about people from Hartwick and people from Guffin. Mm. Yeah. Those people don't like each other. They, they did, they, but that is that they were united briefly against, against the... Very briefly. The rent strike. Right, it's gone. They came together for the rent strike, and then after the rent strike, they were just enemies again. Ah. One might suggest that one of the biggest impediments in unionism and actually banding together is Celtic and Rangers. I don't think I've ever met two people who are Catholic or Protestant in Glasgow who say, I'm not a big fan of football, but I do not like you because of your explicit religious preference. I think there probably are people that do that. Are you saying it's only because of football that there's a religious divide? I've never seen any really? other reason for people from other sides of that religious mm. divide to have any kind of divisive argument. I think the football doesn't help. The but football it's mostly, does not help. It's mostly a religious thing, I think. Yeah, but there's religious divides on this song. Another part, I was reading the Wikipedia page for, I think, Mrs. Barber herself, and they were talking about the other 
ways that they're evicting people and one of the uh, ways is to just block the entrance with people like i said before but the other tactic was to humiliate the sheriff officers and pulling down their trousers was a commonly used method apparently oh that seems embarrassing but that seems less violent than assaulting them with a frying pan Mm. beating them black and blue now the factor isn't carrying out any sort of moral job he's the messenger he's don't be just the messenger, the messenger. With you don't want to the messenger the messenger has a very simple job he's not doing well, a good job he's, he's not exactly he's collecting money he's collecting money for a bad quite a, that's not the sort of message i'd like to receive <laughs> but a bit i love about that song is where the uh they, they they clocked her in the jail but they made an awfully big mistakes to let her out on the bail on mm. bail she went she got the men that worked the clyde and worked the cat and is that another river does glasgow got two rivers didn't catch oh, that line, the cat. Work mm. the client and work the cat. I don't know. Maybe know. it's just an actual cat. <laughs> I think they're talking about cat. shipbuilders and cat engineers. Yeah, they have it was a secret ships, weapon in the First World War. They were yeah. you know, hoping to launch Yeah, the ship's some... cat. Yeah, yeah that's the ship's a cat. frequent is it, phrase. Is a cat not something? Or maybe Again, that isn't I'm very. <laughs> she got the men that were, and they, they walked, marched down to the courthouse, courthouse, said, we'd tear the place apart. And Think apparently that worked. Yeah. And they that's insane. Yeah. Uh, I find all stories like that of working people banding together and forcing something through incredibly moving. I was at a festival in, in Cornwall and there was a man talking, just, it was a literary festival, and the man was talking about the, the Luddites. And uh, like we'd say, oh, I'm not a Luddite, but, but at the time they had a very good point. Um, one, of their argu- one of their things was they wanted any machine injurious to the commonality should be destroyed. And the word commonality we don't have because it no longer exists. Commonality was was the people in what they had in common. And be, at that time, it was before we were all pushed into cities and factories and you know atomized. Mm. It was common pe- pe- folk. Com- people knew everyone, so there was no Ned Ludd, mm. the fictional leader. And uh, but the man, the man went out on his horse, who said, "I shall ride up to the up to the knees of my horse in the blood of the Luddites." He went out to kill them, but little children would come out. As he went past, going, I'm Ned Lard. <laughs> and uh, one story particularly moving was uh, these these men marched from Middlesbrough to uh, no from Manchester to Middlesbrough to destroy a mill. They were repelled by armed men. They went back to uh, Manchester. They broke into a colliery. Uh, I don't know why, but um, and took weapons from the colliery and then went back the next day and destroyed. Uh, and there were riots as well where they just uh, it's not really relevant it's still I suppose socialism but the uh, riots they weren't really riots because they, these food prices have been going up the signal would be an old woman would throw a potato in the air and <laughs> everyone at once would take over the market and that's what they did they took over the market they sold the food at the right price and then gave the money to the shopkeepers I mean very much the opposite of a sort of looting riot mm. because everyone knew each other and worked in common was there a signal to switch back? Was that another potato <laughs> throw? Yeah, or was a, a carrot? An orange or something. Yeah, a carrot. It, okay. Oh, hello. <laughs> it wouldn't work nowadays. No one would recognise one unpeeled and not in chip form. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, potatoes are a very abstract concept in modern society. Mm. Like crude oil or something. No one knows about it. Yeah. Or vegetable oil. Mm. Oh, vegetable oil? Was my next one, he was a farmer, and he farms rapeseed oil. They grow it, and then they uh, poison it. They spray it with poison and glue. And the glue is to keep the pods uh, tight while the while the plant dies. Mm. So every year, glue and poison all over the land. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your meal. <laughs> I mean, some of that must get into that anyway. 
definitely. <laughs> it's a very popular oil. <laughs> mm. It's in everything. Right, mayonnaise in that. Yeah. I bought some hollandaise sauce from Sainsbury's the other day, and I was like, what? Hollandaise sauce doesn't have rape, does it? It only contains Hollands. Holland, yeah. Hollands and days. And days. <laughs> Takes a long time to make, I imagine. <laughs> On to an SRAC. Do not sign up for war. Probably in the most timeless aspect of uh, this album. The solo on this is, again, it's quite, it's not atonal, but it's really, it's a is powerful this the one that's choice. a bit out of, out of tune? It basically sounds like a Scottish version of Silver Mount Zion, if mm. you've heard of them. Yeah, just a little, a little bit atonal. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk about some of the lyrics on this one. Uh, there's a line, betray your country, serve your class, mm. which I think is quite an interesting concept. Well, it was internationalism, was it, at the, at mm. the time? That's what communism was. It was, yeah, recognising class interests above uh, national interests. So, mm. And I, think, is it, I don't know if it's in that song, but the, the line, the uh, bayonet is a weapon with a, oh, a working man yeah. at either end. Um, obviously, in the First World War, they had a, that, that Christmas break where they all mm. played football. Uh, mm. But yeah, they, they, so you, you're basically people very, very similar to you. Are, uh, you're having to kill. Mm. Whereas yeah. uh, the Queen isn't out on the battlefield with no. a bayonet. She doesn't no. lead the charge into battle, nor does the Prime Minister or the Cabinet Secretaries. I mean, say that. I think there were some aristocrats who did lead charges. And well, and yeah, the World World War One was famous because it was the first time that anybody above the working class was involved in any kind of world war at that point. Up till that, like the Boer War and everything before that, was only like the lowest of the low, and like oh, really? people were quite shocked because people from uh, universities had to go to war during that because of really? how ex- how wide the war was. Uh-huh. It put people off going. That's why um, people were so scared of World War Two for the next one. That's why they tried to put it off, uh, <laughs> put it off for as long. Can as we possible. postpone this for a bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they tried to start in the thirties, but uh, it's uh, no, it's not it yet. <laughs> I'm learning so much on this episode. <laughs> This is great. This is the biggest learning episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm a history teacher. <laughs> uh, another lyric in this, he tries to rhyme fountain with friction, which I think is quite a bold thing to do. So every other every other line is a rhyming fountain. couplet, yeah. and then he gets fountain and friction. friction. I don't have the whole line. It's got the n, the n sounds. The n, n is at the probably end. get away with it with a fiddle. Mm. And the, the starting letter is the same. What? F and N, yeah. fountain friction. Yeah. He goes in for it. He commits to it. Mm. That's the important part. As long as you commit to the rhyme, it doesn't really matter how rhyming it is. The next song is probably my favourite song, though, The Granite Cage. I, I literally would uh, say that. Uh, Peter Head, Peter Heed. Peter Heed. Especially the tears in heaven of... <laughs> That's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Of um, anti-war like songs. Yeah, it's a very sweet sound. The only thing that I have an issue, well, not an issue with, but I'm slightly confused by is that there's a phrase where he talks about a pale blue forget-me-not. We pale blue. We pale blue. Which I had to Google. 
So that's that's a type of flower, but it sounds like a pill or something. Yeah, like a wee pale blue forget-me-not. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, well-known flowers. I know. Right now. In case you haven't realised already, <laughs> we're the most ignorant people in the world. Very ignorant. <laughs> yeah, have you not seen flowers? No. <laughs> What's a flower? We're the internet generation. We only see flowers from yeah. Wikipedia but after we've listened to an album. But flower of Scotland, surely. That's <laughs> not a wee pale blue. I thought that was about Mario getting a flower. Oh, <laughs> oh poor modern generation. Deprived. Fauna. Flora. Flora, not fauna. Mm. But yeah, I, th- I do think this is probably the best song on this album, to me anyway. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. It's, and uh, I think they force fed him as well through YouTube. Yeah, they rubber hose. They, was yeah. the lyric, or does that come later in, in another song? I think they talk about force feeding him poisoned food, yeah. which seems strange because why wouldn't you just poison him? Like, why are you poisoning the food? If you're yeah. just going to poison him and you're going to force him to have something. Why poison Why? the food? Why poison them? Just don't give them food. Yeah. <laughs> what, hunger strike. Well, that, that's what he's wanting to do. But. Yeah. It depends what sort of... I mean, I presume it wasn't poison to kill him, but maybe... Just like, make him a bit sick. Yeah, do well, mental damage. I don't know. Yeah. If he's on if hunger fo- strike, giving yeah. him food at all is poison. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I think that's the opposite of no, poison. It's the opposite. It's still food, but it's not what he wanted. Yeah, so. it's the poison to his idealistic hunger strike. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the an- antidote, food, the, being an- the antidote to your hunger strike. The opposite of poison. The opposite. Of, it's yes. Let's not. There might be listeners confused and running out. <laughs> Let me just poison. clarify. Let me just food clarify. Food is not. Poison. Food is not poison. poison. Yeah. I, I have made the dreadful mistake at this point. <laughs> yes. On to the next song. Uh, when Johnny came home to Glasgow, ah, yeah. leaning into that accent on the song title. So that's yeah, come home to... Let me just translate here. Yeah. When Jonathan <laughs> came home to Glasgow. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is just a, a very optimistic, over-the-top party song. To go on about another rhyme, he tries to rhyme, so he, he ends up lyric with Glesga and then he talks about a lassie he met, a girl he met going Francesca. Francesca Glesga, Glesga. Yeah. Seems like there should be a better name like Helga or something Helga Helga Glesga By by choosing the rhyme Glesga he's limited he's his choices it. very yeah. quickly Yeah but it did happen in Glasgow so Glasgow Glasgow <laughs> Maybe he said Glasgow I'm not sure if there's more women names with mm, He but... talks about a bit of of Glasgow history that I didn't know, putting putting his bonnet on Gladstone's head, is it? William Gladstone. Which is a statue in George Square, but nowadays people are putting cones on the Duke of Wellington statue. <laughs> it, was, it was the pre-cone era. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a trailblazer. Yeah, before the invasions of cones. Yeah, it was bonnets. <laughs> that's what they did. Yeah, that's all they had. Bonnets. That's all they had. He didn't say whether his bonnet was a cone or not. Yeah. <laughs> whether yeah. he wears that. They used to use them to you know, mark out traffic areas as well, just little bonnets. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very peaceful but city. Talk, talking about the old days, there's a line in it talking about uh, it was the glory days of Glasgow, though thousands lived in squalor. That's mm. that's one of my hated things where people are saying, oh, the old glory days, remember, it was so much better. Mm. But it really wasn't. And he says that in the same line, like thousands lived in squalor. So how's that the glory days? Well, it could. Well, I'm just being, you know, Please. devil's advocate or something. But yeah, you could still see it. As, as, you could see it's glorious in in the, the what they were trying to do, the struggle, right? Okay, it's awful that we all live in squalor, but at least we're united about trying to do something about it. Mm. 
rather than a sort of smashed up atomized society where everyone's um, entirely self-obsessed and uh, money doesn't know about flowers don't don't, don't even know what a forget me not is what's going on to the next song Uh, around George Square which is of course about the the battle of George Square Um, Martin were you aware of the battle of George Square no I had no idea it that sounds the battle of George Square sounds like I had yeah, no, no idea the whole thing the whole mm-hmm. Red Clydeside thing I had no idea about it and then found out a little bit about it yeah mainly from earlier, songs. tanks and things yeah, tanks in George Square mm-hmm. and like a what do you call those like a big rail gun or something like that yeah. or was the it a, a cannon yeah a yeah. cannon that was the only aspect of this album that I had known about previously that there had been tanks in George Square yeah I was aware of the yeah. battle that yeah. sounds like quite intense but they caught do they call it Bloody Friday in this song, or is it in? It was either in this song or in the Wikipedia page again. I think they call it Bloody Friday. I think they may call it Bloody Friday or Black Friday. Or Black uh, Black Friday, maybe mm. it's Black Friday. No, yeah. there's a couple of different nicknames for it. The one nicknames. reference, the one reference that this song reminds me of, you're aware of um, the Dan Tymanski song, "The Boy Who Wouldn't Hold Corn." Yeah, that was from uh, that. Coen Brothers the Coen Brothers song Wouldn't Hoe Corn Yeah I don't know He had a hoe It's corn. from um, oh, no, In fact it's not from The Coen Brothers song that, that's It may the be on the soundtrack did the, um, what's, what's the film um, um, Brother of Art there Yeah Brother So of it's the guy Who sang yeah. all of George Clooney's lines It's called Dan Dan Tominsky, Dan Tominsky yeah. And he also has this song Called Brother Could Hoe Corn And it sounds Very similar To this song <laughs> I suppose. I mean, it's just it's folk structure, so they're just going to reuse mm, styles. I don't know if I'd say just, this is just a folk structure. It's quite an original structure. It's not like um, just 4 4. It's not just. Um, this sounds like a very English folk standard type song to me. I don't know if I'd describe it as standards. Maybe it's like a folk song, but it's quite an original song in that canon. Bloody Friday, there on to the next one. Um, John McLean and Agnes Woods. Up till this point, it's all been about the politics and struggle of John McLean, and now it's more about the human of John McLean. It kind of makes socialism out as like almost an addiction of John McLean. Like he puts that in front of his wife constantly. Mm. Like he just can't prioritize his relationship above this. She, uh, so they split up in the end or something like I that. believe they did yeah. yeah or they have a rocky relationship at a minimum mm. well he, he had some relationships with rock as well of course when he was in PJ Head a certain kind of rock granite it was established good get the facts it must be tough to maintain a relationship though if you're like a Che Guevara type figure mm. leading a revolution I said I don't know did Che Guevara have a wife we don't mm, that's a, a good question like. He had a motorbike. Yeah. Wow. That was his wife. <laughs> then surely the next step would be to get a wife. Surely that's how you get a motorbike. You get a yeah, drive, to, drive to where there are women, yeah. maybe in a mountain. Well, they'll see you on it and go, oh, yeah. hello, look at him. <laughs> that socialist leader has a motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind his politics. <laughs> look at his opinion. Oh, is that a Harley? Mm. I don't think it's a Harley. That's American. <laughs> yeah, it probably wasn't a Harley. Yeah. That's perhaps one of my favourite songs, but um, unless you have anything else to mention on that song, on to the next one. The final one, Ghosts of Red Clydesides. It's a pretty spooky song. 
It's about ghosts. I knew you were going to say that. John's yeah. quite a fan of spooky things and ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. But spooky ghosts, mm. ghosts with giant eyes. I don't remember too much about this song, though. It's basically like um, talking about uh, the memories of Clydeside. And this is the most explicit part, talking about um, how they may have an impact on nowadays. So it's kind of like the in conclusion. In yeah, conclusion. Let's have a look back. Maybe we shouldn't go to war with Iraq. That's basically what they were saying. They said that in 1996. They didn't reissue it for the second um, Gulf War, Gulf War Two, allegedly. Mm. But you'd think they would. They would have got quite a lot of people buying mm. that album. Might have still been in print. Mm. But yeah, I, I think you know the ghosts of Red Cloud. So whenever I'm in Glasgow and walking to George Square, I think, God, yeah, there were tanks here, and this is where John McLean stood. And mm. so I try and remember it every time I'm there. Mm. Um, there so were trams there as well, apparently. Trams? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was just Edinburgh that had trams, but apparently... Well, that's got trams, trams at that point. Yeah, they were, and now Edinburgh's, kind of, Edinburgh's got one, mm. one tram. Then like, they found it econom- uneconomical. Mm. They got them. Yeah. And now what? Just not sure. Just partially economical. <laughs> just put, Edinburgh's only got the, it's got the one line, which I, I think of as a, a self-inflicted insult to the city, <laughs> in that it leads from the centre to the airport, as if as if Edinburgh is the saying, only thing. Come to Edinburgh; it's <laughs> easy to leave. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, the only way it could be more insulting was if it was one way, if it was just from the centre <laughs> of the airport. Welcome. Now get out. The tram goes into a bin at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's just constant lines of tracks. <laughs> there's, there's 28 of them. Did you know that? I wasn't aware of that. 20, I'm quite surprised that figure. One line. 28 trams. One, they only use 14 at a time, so they've got 14 just sitting there. 28 trams. And you know, if you, I quite like the bell sound. If you hear mm, them, yeah. Do you I like that, that on buses. It's not a real bell. It's a digital reproduction of a <laughs> genuine German tram bell. So there's a there's a so somewhere in Germany you'll find there's a tram that makes exactly that sound, but they've recreated it. Why did they pick that one? My, is that I just like, the best? Sound? I like the sound, but it sounds like a tram bell should. Yeah. My question is could how be many bits resolution was used to record that tram bell? That's the important I, part. I reckon it's quite high. It sounds it sounds really soft and believable. <laughs> but left Lewis. But since it's just that's just software, they could change that. It could be any sound. <laughs> like, they could put it through a Scottish filter. <laughs> it could be a word, you know. Yeah. Move. <laughs> awesome. Um, right, let's go to our ratings. Martin, what would you rate this album? Like, dislike, love, hate? Yeah, so we we rank it that and then see if we recommend it. I would say I would say I like this album. I'm not sure if I would recommend it to anyone just because I'm not really... I don't really you know, don't know a lot of people that, folk, that like this sort of folk music, though. I don't know anyone who's done a good folk song about like war or some other mm. travesty these days. Because everyone Leo, that did, does did he that. do an Iraq but war he one? Yeah, I'll need to listen to that. Last but. good one, uh, folk, you know, uh, Billy Bragg between mm, the Billy wars. Billy Bragg still was. Yeah. Although, um, no, in, uh, I cried when I first said that. But yeah, I think me too. I think I'd like it. You like I it. think I would recommend it. Like, um, it's very, it's got, you know, it seems relevant still nowadays. Two, you're recommending it too. Mm. As I say, I have, I've had it and given it away loads of times, well, twice, uh, three times. But uh, any song, music, like, I love one of my favourite records ever is um, Miles Davis' Kind of Blue. Yeah. But that was, someone gave it to me just at the moment. I was very depressed and I put that on and basically I listened to that for one summer on loop 
just I've sort of worn it out. I can't really listen to it anymore. And I was quite evangelist about it. I kind of like, yeah. oh, you've got to listen to this. But it's got to get you in the right moment. So yeah. I don't yeah. know what the right moment. So it's not a sort of blanket recommendation for that. Mm. But if you meet someone who's interested in history and likes the sound of the fiddle, then it might be worth putting it And there's it a lot way. of people who are like that. Yeah. So yeah. you you would recommend Red Clydeside mm. and you have recommended it? I do. And I recommend you would it. like or love or... I, I'm assuming I, you don't I, hate or dislike. No, I, I love it. You love uh, it, particularly uh, that Mrs. Barber's Army. Hmm. Uh, I, I find I'm still movie. surprised that that isn't. That seems like a song that you would sing in the football ground or something, yeah. like a drinking song. It's such yeah. a good chorus. Exactly. See, I forgot a new for party. Yeah, I was singing around this flat. one here's from Ridgeway and yon's from Kinning Park and Summer Brothers and Summer Care. But we're Mrs. Barber's Army, and we? I'm not we, sure what football team we champion. Yeah, the problem is with football teams not, is they like being divisive amongst each other. That song's about uniting. uniting. Yeah, I maybe the Scotland team, maybe like Scottish maybe rugby, like from for Scotland. Yeah. Mm. What are you going to say if there's a punk rock version of it? Yeah, well? should, I mean, it's, just, yeah. it's interesting to find out that you started off mm. in a punk rock band in, in New Rolling Zealand. Jack. But you, you could do quite a good punk rock version, right? Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, double speed. Yeah. Excellent. Well, good episode. All, all done. All done. All done. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks very much for coming.